Now, last week we say that you can establish your own goal or your own path. Many people have. But the best way to do it is to seek the Lord for the best goal for your life, for the best path he has, best path he has for you. Because they will save you from a lot of trouble, headaches, confusion, disappointment, disillusion. When you choose to walk in the ways of God, when you choose what he has for you, when you choose the goal he has for you, you don't have to struggle. You know why? Not the way that the world struggles. Struggling meaning, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm so disappointed why things are not happening. But you'll be walking in assurance and certainty because God has created you specifically for a specific purpose for a specific time such as this. You are here for a reason. And so choose to walk in His way. You will save yourself from lots of frustration, lots of heartaches. And last week, we spoke about how God leads us, leads us in everything, you know, not just to go and pathway, but generally in life. How do we walk in the ways of the Lord? You know, the first point that we shared last week is from Psalms 139 verse 23 and 24. The psalmist says, search me, O God, and know my heart, and try me and know my thoughts, and see if there's any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way of the ancient, in the way of the everlasting. And the way God leads us is, number one, He leads from the heart. He wants to first heal our heart. He wants to make our heart whole. From a healed heart, then, we can see the things uh, God sees. We can understand and perceive the way God understands and perceives things. So we won't be in a lot of confusion. God will open up the heart, the eyes of our hearts, because now it's healed. Now, also, Simon says, try me and know my thoughts. The second way God is going to lead us is through our thinking. And that's why Romans chapter 12 verse 2 says, transformations comes from the renewing of mind. You see, every thought, after God has healed us here, he has to change here. That's how he leads us. Because if he doesn't change here, he can't lead us. And so Paul, the boss, say, do not be conformed to the world, but being transformed by what? Renewing of what? The heart? No. God has healed the heart already. Transformation comes from the changing of your mind and my mind. Our ways, if they're in error, can only be changed by the way we think. You know, I, I, used, to, I used to think a lot of things. I look at my progress of my own personal spiritual walk with the Lord. How, where, where I have been and where I'm at today. Every single step of the way. Every single time when God is about to cause a change in my life, he had to first change the way I think. So God needs to change my heart, heal my heart, and then he has to change my thinking. Whatever you're struggling with this morning, if you, if you can't get, a, you know, get something straight, something right, you know, Instead of hurting yourself, beating yourself, oh, I'm so stupid. You begin to exercise the Word of God. Change that thinking from beating yourself up to yielding to God. Resting in His Word. Trusting in His Word. Not just for provision, not just for healing, but victory over sin. I'll guarantee you, you'll see more victories than ever before. 
you will see that you're walking in the ways of God. You'll see that you're walking as, as you are, you're holy as God, even as God is holy. So God needs to change our thinking, change our mindset. Number two. So number one is he leads from the heart and our mind. So the thoughts, right, from the heart and our mind. Number two is this. He leads with commands and instructions. Turn with me to Psalm chapter 119, verse 105. David says, your word is a lamb, underline that word lamb, unto my feet, and a light, underline that word light, unto my path. So in other words, the word of God has two components. The word of God is a lamb, and the word of God is also a light. What's the difference? Let me tell you the difference. Now, we're talking about how God leads us now, right? How he leads you, how he leads us, he leads me into the way of the everlasting, okay? It's the lamb, and the, the word of God is a lamb unto my feet, my feet, and light unto my path, okay? My feet, showing my feet, and path, okay? Now, when I say lamb, you know, in the old days, when you had a lamb, some of you maybe went to camping and you have those kerosene um, lamb or this day's LED lamb, right? You have, how many of you know what I'm talking about, those lamb? And they're not very bright, right? Those are very soft lights. And the purpose of this lamb is just to illuminate your immediate surrounding, your immediate path, okay? So that they've not, they're not very, lamb is not very bright in of itself. So the word is the lamb of God. It illuminates the immediate future, okay? And then it's the, the word of God is also the light. Now, the Hebrew word light is or, O-R-E, and this is the word, watch this, that is being used to describe the brightness of sunlight. Okay? The word of God is both. Number one, it's the lamb to shine in the immediate next step, the future, you won't be able to use the lamb to see what's down the road. It's too soft, the, the light. But it's also a light unto a path, a light as bright as the sunlight. Now, turn with me to Proverbs 6.23. What is then the lamb of God and the light of God as far as the word of God is concerned? Right? So now, David says, your word... It's a lamb unto my feet and a light unto my path. Right? So what is the word of God as a lamb and as a light? Proverbs 23, it tells us very clearly. The commandment is a what? A lamb. Teaching, that word is actually Torah. Instructions is a light, and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. The commandment is the lamb. The teaching or Torah or instructions, they are the light of God to give us a clarity of what the path is. Now remember, we're talking about go and pathway, yes? Go and pathway. Now, so here, 
the way God leads us through His Word is by number one, His commandment, and number two, instructions. Are you here? Did I lose you yet? Okay. Now, the Bible says the commandment of God then is likened unto a lamb. Now, let me refresh what I just told you about two minutes ago. Lamb means it sheds light only to the immediate front. Yes? Lamb doesn't shine too bright to the distance. It's for the immediate action. The next step, in other words. So you know the path, but if you don't know the next step, it's pretty miserable. You might get into a pothole or a, a pitfall or some kind of traps. So we all also, not only we need to have the clarity of the path, we need to know that every step we take is not some kind of trap, it's not some kind of detour, it's not some kind of pitfall. Then you'll save yourself a lot of griefs, a lot of disappointment, a lot of hurts. So you need the lamb. So you need the commandments, okay? It's usually, it, it, the commandment, if you remember, uh, in the Bible, throughout the Bible, usually doesn't come with explanation, like the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt do, 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 commandments. It's just straight commandments. It demands and requires that we obey the commandments. Obedience is required. Commandments come in two forms. One is the written we call Logos, like, you know, all the commandments in the Bible, all the commandments in the both Old and New Testament, right? But they also come in a rhema form, re revelatory kind of form, relating to the current situation. Let me give you an example of, of, of both forms, okay? For example, the commandment in the Word of God says we, you have to, you know, Jesus commanded we need to love our neighbors ourselves. Right? That's a commandment. You know, it's not for you to go, why, why, why? You just obey. You just go, love your brothers and sisters. Why? No, just obey. Right? Like by tithing. You know, a lot of people say, why, why, why? Just obey. You know, it, you have to know God is good. You don't have to know God is just. And, and you can only obey the command of a person if you trust the person. If you think that person is going to lead you to some kind of, some kind of problems or he is not good, then, then, then you don't want to obey his command. So we first have to change our thinking and adjust our mindset to believe that God is good. Everybody say God is good. God is good. You know, a lot of times my children and even myself, I used to ask the question, if, if the people haven't heard the gospel in some parts of the world, if they die, what's going to happen to them? You know, and I used to have all kinds of explanation, you know, blah, 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 whatever, right? But, you know, the, the latest one that God had given me in my heart, not the latest, I mean, I got that quite a number of years ago, is that I have to believe that the God I serve is a just God. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how he's going to take care of those things. I don't know how to uh, answer all those complicated questions. But I have to believe that he is a just God. If I can't believe that, I now have to walk away from my faith. Are you here? There are a lot of things we can't understand. We, don't, we can't explain. I mean, trying to explain sounds silly. Our explanation sounds, sounds very shallow if we try it. Do you know the Word of God says that the secret, 
that is revealed to us belongs to us and our generations to come and our children. But what does not be, had not been revealed to us belongs to God. So there are things that have not been revealed to man. It belongs to God. I'm not going to try to jump into that domain and try to explain it away. I choose to believe God, and I choose to believe that He is a just God. And I choose to believe that He is a good God. Are you here this morning? So, this, so whatever it is, you have to believe that He is a just God. So it's the same thing as obeying the command. You need to believe that He is a just God, He's a good God, and He has your best interest in mind. He's not some evil God needing your help to help Him to build His kingdom. He's already got it all set. He's cool. He, he's got everything. He doesn't need anything. The reason He's interacting is for our own good. It's not for His good. So you have to believe that to obey His command. In the Word of God, but also rhema, right? So a lot of times we, we hear testimony of command that comes in a rhema spontaneous form. You know, this uh, very, very popular one would be some guy will be driving down the street, you know, and then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, stop. Now, if you're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you wouldn't hear it. But we hear testimony like this guy was driving down the road and all of a sudden he heard in his spirit, the Holy Spirit say, stop. So he stopped. And as soon as he stopped, there's this big Mack truck just zoom by. And he would say, you know, if I hadn't obeyed, I'd have been T-boned by the big Mack truck. Have you heard those stories before? Now, those are commands. God didn't have time to explain to him, hey, listen, man, the reason you need to stop is because there's a Mack truck coming in and this guy's drunk, blah, blah, blah. No, that demands an immediate obedience. The Lamb of the Word of God needs obedience. So when God speaks, you need to obey quickly. Don't wait. Don't go, why? I don't know. When you learn to hear from the Lord, you need to obey quickly. Don't pause. Don't think about it. Learn to hear the voice of God and then obey, and your life will go a lot smoother. A lot of times we just don't want to obey. We say, I don't know. I don't know. If this is, I don't know. And then, then you, you find yourself missing out. You find yourself, you know, in a situation where you, you will say, you, you know, you should have, could have. And it would have, you know. So instead of that, learn how to be sensitive to the voice of God and obey when He speaks. And you need to trust that He is a good God. And because, because He is a good God. So the Lamb. Now number two is the light. The Word of God says earlier that the instructions is the light. Proverbs 6.23, Right? Now, the word uh, light here, again, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me refresh your memory that, that I just shared. It's, it's, it's the same word that you use to describe sunlight, so very bright. In other words, um, the, the word of God brings tremendous clarity to your path, brings tremendous clarity to its finest details. Instructions and teachings provide insight not only for the immediate, such as the Lamb, but instructions and teachings provide insight and revelation that help us understand things, even the unseen, even the unperceived things, so that we can make proper decision. Now, let me, let me back off here a little bit. Um, uh, the word instructions is taken from the Hebrew word Torah, T-O-R-A or T-U-R-A-H, depending on who, what dictionary you're looking at. The word Torah 
in our vernacular means the commandments of God in our days, yes? When people say, oh, you know, I observe the Torah, right? So you think, oh, okay, I'm, I'm observing all the 613 rules that have been set up. But the true meaning of Torah is instructions. And the reason why the commandments of God is known as Torah is because when God um, was dealing with the people of Israel in desert, He gave both the commandments and Torah. He first gave them the Ten Commandments, and then later on, He, came, uh, he gave Moses all the detailed instructions from how to build the temple, to what kind of textile they need to wear, to what kind of food they need to wear, and to explain to them why. So God was giving a detailed instruction. So you have the Ten Commandments and the 613 instructions. They're in details. So when it comes to God, He always gives us command and instructions. But the, the, the meaning of Torah literally means instructions. And so when the interpreter, he, they interpret Proverbs and Psalms that we just read, they realize that God is not talking about 613 things. God is talking about specific instructions that we need to follow in every command that He gave. Instructions are all in details. You know, if you study the instruction that God gave to the people of Israel about building temple, boy, they go into finite, like, incredible details how to build it to the very materials that they were going to use and how to use it with the very specific measurements that they need to follow and also the specific um, uh, uh, wardrobe that they need to have to come into the temple of God. It's very detailed instructions. So the, 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 the Torah words is not just the 613 laws, right? So um, decision... That would, that would require us to understand the big pictures require that we have the detailed instructions. Require that God reveal to us in detail of our pathway, of the way we need to go and why. So in this church, as a church, we are, try, we are called to do and try to do our utmost best to bring you the detailed teachings and instructions and spiritual insights when you come to this place so that you and I can make proper decision so that if we need to change our path, we will change our path. But in the end, we will be able to make the right decision, walk in that supernatural path so that we can fulfill eternal, our supernatural, everlasting destiny. As believers, we always must yearn for more instructions. That's why you come on Sunday morning. Why do you think you're here on a Sunday morning? Is it to fulfill some kind of religious obligations? You know you don't have to do that. We come here. I pray that every Sunday you come here, you will learn a little bit. You will grow a little bit. It becomes a little bit brighter for you. You get more instructions about your life. You get more instructions about the will of God for you. You get more instructions in, in terms of understanding in the supernatural. Then you can do better. Then you can make the right decision. Then you can walk in the way of the everlasting. Then you can fulfill the destiny that He had planned for you to fulfill. That's why you're here. You're not here just to please God. He loves you very much. Now let's go back to Proverbs 29, 18. I'm going to wrap this up now. Remember, we shared this about two weeks ago. Where there is no prophetic vision, clarity of your goal and your pathway, the people cast off restraints. 
Yes, you remember that? People become like wild animals. No goals, no consistency in their lives, no future. Just, just cast of restraint. They don't know, you know, they can try different things and it doesn't work. They don't have discipline. They, can't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't even feel like they need any discipline. They don't understand why discipline in this is necessary because they can't see it. And the Bible says, blessed is he who keeps the Torah. Same word. Instructions. Blessed is he who keeps the instructions of the Lord. God is going to give you instructions. In the Old Testament, God gave the people of Israel a certain instructions of how they ought to worship before the blood of the Lamb, how they ought to serve Him before grace, how they ought to, how they ought to approach the throne of God. It was a specific instruction for a specific people at a specific time. You say, well, no, all the instruction in the Old Testament is, all, all, is also for us. Well, is it true? If it's true, then we ought to be like David, go and kill off all those heathen unbelievers. Not every instruction in the Old Testament. I tell you, when God gave instruction in the 613, man, some of the instructions demand that they destroy the entire race. Massacre. Ooh. Are we supposed to follow that? See, teaching like that will cause people like Hitler to do what he did. No. There's instructions that God will have for you. It's specific for you, for your time, for the purpose he has for you. And this morning, he wants to give you specific instructions for your life, for your calling, for your purpose. You and I need clarity in that. And that we need to learn how to obey immediately when the word of God is spoken. Don't wait, don't linger, don't say, I don't know, maybe, okay, I'll think about it. You know, a lot of times you, you ask people to do things, so, you, know, uh, you know, we're living in a very non-committal generation. How many understand what I'm talking about? And the reason is, well, you know, I mean, I don't want to fault people because I know that this generation, we have more options than in the past. You know, me and Angie were talking about how these kids today, they have so many options. In the old days, man, you don't have any options. Your parents tell you, this is it, you do this, or you will get spanking, you know. So you don't have a lot, a lot of options. These days, you know, even going to school, me and my wife were talking about it. They have degrees these days that we never heard of. There's too many options. And that's why people can't make decisions. It's like I was telling somebody, you know, I spend more time in, in Netflix looking at the titles than actually watching the movie. It's like, oh, how this? None of them is interesting. Telling my wife I want to unsubscribe is because I just don't have time, you know. You just look at all the titles. You surf through the titles. You spend more time surfing through the titles. And by the time you choose a movie to watch, you got to go. <laughs> <You know? laughs> End of story. Let's get out of here, you know. <laughs> Too many options. But we're living in a generation that had cultivated non-committal attitude. It's like, you want to serve God? I know. Let me think about it. You want to come to church on Sunday? Well, let me think about it. Very non-committal statement. People are afraid to commit. I tell you this, walking in the ways of God demands that we change that non-committal thinking. Make a commitment, go hard on it. Make a commitment and go hard. I was sharing with a brother. You know, I said the success of life is not having 
all kinds of options and hedging yourself all the time. I do this, I do that, and do this and do that. Pick something and go hard on it. Are you here this morning? Pick something and be consistent. Consistency is very important. That's another topic that I will talk about in the future. But make a commitment. Obedience to, to, to the commands is the same thing. Sometimes you don't have time to think twice about it. But if you have not learned how to obey the Lord immediately, you may miss things in your path. But it's, God is good. He'll give you the grace. That's fine. But, you know, you miss things. It's not His will for you to miss things. It is His will for, you, for Him to bless you. But because you have not learned how to obey quickly, and so you, you take your time. I don't know. Let me think about it. And you know, spiritual Christian, they always use these words. Let me pray about it. Everybody who say they want to pray about it, you know, most, I mean, I'm sure all of you don't mean that, but I do know a lot of Christians outside this church, okay? We're talking about outside this church. A lot of Christians outside this church, you know, when they say we're going to pray about it, is that not, they, they say that I, I'm not able to commit to it. Sometimes I just hope that they could they just be a bit honest to people and themselves. Like just say, I, I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know? don't, don't go, let me pray about it. Oh, please, don't, don't get all spiritualized here, man. Just make a decision and go. I understand sometimes you do re really need to pray about it. Like, you know, you know I, I, I know, you know. Especially some of those prettier girls, you know. Three boys asking you about, you need to pray about it. You got you gotta, you have to pray about it. You really do have to hear the voice of God. Did you learn something today? Can we stand please? Let me recap quickly what it is that we share about today. The way God leads us, number one, is through our heart. He needs to heal your heart and my heart. And number two is that He wants us to change our thinking. That's our part. Being transformed by the renewing of your mind. We are the one who is doing the renewing. How? With the Word of God. And how does the Word of God lead us? As a lamb and as a light. Lamb is command. Immediate action requires obedience. No explanation. Instruction is He give us detailed instruction of what it is that He wants us to do. So that's how we are being led by God. As you follow the Word of God, as you follow Him with a healed heart and a changed mind, I know, brothers and sisters, that you'll reach a destiny. You will get to the destiny without a lot of headaches, a lot of griefs. Sure, you will face opposition. Sure, you will face temptation. Sure, you will have a bit of a hiccup here and there, a failure here and there. But God is good. He is gracious. That's what grace is all about, is that you can stand right back up and say, Man, God still loves me. I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep trying. And that's the grace of God. I pray this year, 2018, that you will walk in the ways of God, walk in His command and walk in His instructions. He will give you the specific commands and there are also commands in His Word that apply to us who are in this generation, in this dispensation. There are words that He, wanted, he, he wants us to be clear about and, and also the instructions of God. Father, I pray in Jesus' name that every word that has been said will become life to us. Lord, that we will not just walk away in this place, not change, not transform, but that our mind would be transformed. Our heart would have been healed a little bit more this morning. 
And I pray that you will give us clarity. Teach us how to hear your voice. Hear a command. Teach us how to obey your instructions. Teach us, Lord, from, from our hearts, Lord, to be willing to obey even what has been written for us. To love one another. To trust you. To believe in you. To believe in healing. To believe your word. To believe your commands. To believe your instructions. For you have purposed that we live abundantly. We live victoriously. We live having to conquer every area of our life because you have made us more than a conqueror. That we would have conquered uh, 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 conquer all the struggles, all the sins. We would have conquer all the financial shortcomings, conquer all the sickness, all the doubts. And I know that you have made us more than conqueror. And that we, may, we may have failed many times in our lives. But we bless and we thank you that you are good God, you are gracious God. If we have failed in the past, when we say, Lord, I come just as I am, we know that you receive us, but you love us too much to let us stay the same. You want to transform and change us. We cannot possibly leave your presence without being transformed. So we ask for that this morning, transformation from the heart to the mind. 